0: It's a little late here at the at the house on uh, Sunset Drive, and I didn't want to wake up my roommates, so we went with a with a with a quiet let's go this time. Jake Nagy, how are you feeling? It's week two, and and uh, fantasy football is fully underway.
1: Dude, I'm feeling good. We are currently Ryan and I sitting number one in the standings. Got to give myself a little personal shout out for that. Feeling good, man. Um, football is back. Um, loving life and there's just nothing sweeter than kicking back on a Sunday and watching Patrick Mahomes throw seven straight 25-yard passes. So life is good, bro. How about for you?
0: Yeah, especially when those passes are going to Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins. I can agree <laughs> with you. Um, this week was uh, a little bit more darkness than last week. Um, last week was obviously a good one for me and then this week, not so much. Uh, just uh, kind of threw up some duds, but overall, um, been a little bit slam with school. But man, still finding time to to sit down and watch the watch the team play a little bit, and and for that, I can be thankful. Um, just finished up week two, moving on to week three. So yeah, I'm in the swing of it now, and starting to see if uh, things are panning out like we thought they would.
1: Indeed, they are, Mason. Uh, we gave in our last episode our our season preview where we ranked each team. Just a little recap for those of you who need a reminder. We had a number 14, Jackson Humphrey. Number 13, we had Stefan Albiero, who will be coming on later in the show to tell us about his hot 2-0 start. Number 12, we had Andrew Fry. Number 11, we had Jacob and Zach, who are currently the highest scoring team in Sunday's Finest. Number 10 was Connor. Number 9, Riley. Number 8, Mason. Number seven, John. Number six, Ryan and myself. Number five, Chase Darst. Number four, Jake Davis. Number three slash two would be Alex and Madison. We kind of had them two and three. And number one, we had Trent and Hunter. Mason, what are you surprised about players, teams, positive, negative? What are you what are you surprised about so far?
0: No, I mean, clearly I'm surprised about a lot because I don't think <laughs> that we got very much right with the rankings or even the takes. But, hey, man, I mean, if, if we had gotten them all right, then I think that I'd be in first at 2-0, and right?
1: Yeah. So
0: I'm um, eating a little bit of humble pie. Just, uh you know figuring out that um uh, some of the things that i thought were going to happen are not even close to happening and i think one of those and this is probably the biggest surprise and one of the biggest storylines of the early season is that lamar jackson cannot be stopped <laughs> and not just on the ground in the air too i think uh watching uh lamar jackson at the end of last season it was just it just looked so clear to me that the man could not throw the football and all he could do was run but now all he can do is drop dimes and not even just like you know 10 yard five yard dimes we're talking like bombs and score touchdowns on almost seems like every single play he's an electric player and i was very wrong about him and the ravens offense in general Um, Jake what are you surprised about right now
1: yeah man I think that uh, the amount of wide receivers who have just exploded so far in the first two weeks of the season um, is pretty shocking I mean your boy Sammy Watkins uh, week one of the NFL season goes and puts up 46.8 points are you serious Mm -hmm. three touchdowns I mean yeah. yeah, dude, I, I don't think anybody anybody really saw that coming. John Ross is another guy who has been a monster so far. I think he went for, like, 30 and then 21 yeah. to this I, past I
0: laughed week. at that, and then he promptly put up, like, 19 points the next week. So, yeah. just eat my words.
1: Yeah, man, I'd also say that um, Dalvin Cook's start so far has been pretty surprising to me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think everybody knew if he could stay healthy. Um, right, can- he would be good, but um, man, mm-hmm. Minnesota ran the ball only—or sorry, uh, Minnesota only passed the ball like ten times in Week One, something crazy like that. Yeah, uh, so they went out and just paid Kirk Cousins to hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook over and over and over.
0: <laughs> pretty much, Whatever yeah. Works. I, I think I mean I think everyone knows that the talent that that Dalvin Cook has, but yeah, it's always the question of of can he stay healthy? And I think you know, conversely, on the other side of that coin is the fact that. I think, what, Thielen and, and Diggs were both taken in the by the second round or in the yep. second round in our league. Yep. And I think both of them are sitting in, you know, like not even in the top 40 of wide receivers right now.
1: Because yeah,
0: um, all the Vikings need to do is just let Dalvin Cook churn up yards on the ground.
1: Yeah, man. I, uh, I think one more surprise for me, uh, really a really positive surprise, has got to be Emmanuel Sanders. Dude's coming off an yeah. Achilles injury and looks reborn. I mean... Yeah. Guy's been torching it. Um, I I am curious to see if he can sustain that. He's kind of the only thing I think anybody wants to touch right now in that Denver offense as far Mm -hmm. as fantasy football goes. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you mentioned Stephon Diggs and Thielen. Any, Any people who have been really disappointing for you so far?
0: um yeah to your point on Sanders too I mean I totally agree with that that's another one I wanted to stay away from just because I don't think Flacco's freaking supported a a wide receiver in in years and and man yeah he looks he looks awesome looks wonderful um disappointments out the gate you know I mean I think this is like kind of one that is unavoidable um but because of just like everything that happened surrounding the team but I think it's just Patriots pass catchers in general Mm. um like you know they're gonna give you their weeks but I think everybody that drafted a Patriots pass catcher whether it was Julian Edelman James White or Josh Gordon um drafted them at probably much higher of a place than they are now going to return because it's it's clear that like the Patriots are a damn good football team and that they're going to throw and get up and then salt away games with a lead by running the ball with Sony Michelle. So there's only so much that can go around and I think that like that trade for or not trade uh, but the the signing of Antonio Brown is a big contributor to that. Not one that you can foresee but still, you know, it it hurts and it is a negative surprise for everybody that's involved in the in the pass catchers for the Patriots.
1: For sure, man. I I think my most shocking uh Negative surprise. It was a positive surprise for me, but uh but uh, Trent and Hunter putting up 81 points in week one after being ranked the number one team in the season preview. Consensus uh, number one too. Might I add? Was, there wasn't
0: yeah disagreement on that.
1: Yeah, we beat them by 59 points. If you told me that we would win by 59, I would have uh, certainly not believed you. Uh, it doesn't help when you've got. Um, a kicker and your tight end who posts goose eggs and um, yeah, I don't think they had a player hit over 18 points. Which yikes! Um, mm-hmm. But they bounced yeah. back this week. Um, you guys had a a good matchup this week. They they appear to be a little bit more informed. But even you know, I mean, 119. It's not blowing anybody away. Uh, James Connors looked a bit disappointing and. A little banged up and the yeah probably like,
0: only is trending down to, i mean he'll get more work with ben out but you know yeah. i mean he's he's probably gonna struggle to find room with with yeah. uh unless mason rudolph is you know the next lamar jackson or something like uh, surely at this point i clearly don't know what i'm talking about so
1: he could be <laughs> I, I don't think so and if i were them i think uh yeah emmanuel sanders needs to be uh Uh, plugged into the lineup as soon as freaking possible yeah
0: locked (laughs) in i was uh i almost uh i almost made it a game just because they didn't put emmanuel sanders in surely if they had it would have been a major blowout for me um leaning into the fantasy stuff as well just thinking about a couple more things that have been surprising i think off the bat um connor potts oh and two that's i don't know if that's i mean it's two games right but like two games is a coincidence three games is a trend but i'm not sure connor's ever gone oh and two to start in his entire career
1: yeah and i will say i'm not as surprised on that uh i mentioned i was i was kind of down on connor's team during the season preview not really buying stock into the washington uh, <laughs> run game and and obviously i think it, in fairness to him darius guy's getting hurt uh week one is not something that anybody can control but um dude his bench last week i mean yikes uh, i don't think he had anybody score over four points on his bench um he's got a tight end noah fant uh yeah woof dude this there's not a lot of depth <laughs> to this team and there's not necessarily i mean julio had a, a monster week so he is a superstar there's no right doubt of course that. but i mean even chris carson's been he was pretty disappointing this last he's week. been the the fumble monster recently yeah can't can't hang on to the ball so mm-hmm. so yeah not as shocked about connor's own two start you got to believe the guy can can probably turn it around here shortly um it's only only a matter of time but uh, yeah the tight end and the depth would be pretty scary if i were connor i think he he needs to consider a move
0: mm-hmm. yeah another surprise for us i think both of us um is stefan albiero um, yes coming on later in the show as I already mentioned but my gosh, not only has he won, but he's won in dominating fashion and looked very good. Um, his running backs seem to be the talk of the town, um, and he shows no signs of slowing down right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, man, they, they've they been <laughs> pretty ridiculous, and um, I think you two will have a, a different preference for when Melvin Gordon comes back. <laughs> we'll see how that uh, affects Eckler. I don't know if he's going to be the number one running back through all... The entire regular season, but man, I think so much of fantasy football is getting off to a hot start. Um, you know, you see people who start off 0-2 and they're ready to torch their team and just go nuclear. And it's like, you know, getting off to a hot start is is crucial in this league. It's hard to, to crawl your way back. Um, mm-hmm. It's only a 13-game 13, 13 regular season, so every single one of right. them Yeah, it's a
0: it's a long road to seven and six. And if I'm not mistaken, there has never been a team that has made the playoffs with a losing record in this league. Um, Yeah, I mean, like to your point about um, Steph as well as just, I mean, the the talent on the roster. If you had told me that Devontae Adams was going to be the fourth highest scoring player on his roster two weeks (laughs) in, I would have laughed in your face. But right now, he has. Carson Wentz, Marlon Mack, Austin Eckler, Mark Andrews—all outscoring Devonte Adams. So that will be a tough team to beat once Devonte Adams starts to find form.
1: Indeed, yeah, man. Um, moving on from what's already happened to what we think might happen, who are you backing the next couple of weeks? Who do you think is gonna gonna do well over weeks three and weeks four?
0: Mm-hmm. Let me give it a look. Um, I got, I got my take. Uh, yeah, go uh, ahead. Go ahead while, I, uh, while I formulate my opinions.
1: <laughs> I am definitely backing Jacob and Zach, Saquanda forever. Um, currently, the uh, they're not on top of the standings, but they are the highest scoring team in fantasy football. And that's really all you can, can control. Uh, their team is just looking stupid good right now. Lamar is lighting the world on fire and he's faced... Two pretty weak defenses, so I'm, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen over these next two weeks, but I'm, I'm on the hype train. Uh, they've also got Brady sitting on their bench, who's like the 10th highest scoring uh, player in fantasy football, so let's see if they might be able to to deal old man Tom to a team who's struggling and needs a QB, but uh, yeah, man, this team looks good. I mean, they they've got a lot of good pieces. Saquon obviously is um, being Saquon, he's um, even with a stacked box, he, he's he got, uh, I think, 40 points so far. Hasn't had a bad game. Uh, Mark Ingram has been a surprise. I don't think either of us thought he was going to be uh, an RB1, but, right, but he he's is currently so RB11. Yeah, man. Um, T.Y., you would have thought, would take a hit with Andrew Luck. He's currently wide receiver number seven. Um, Tyrell Williams seriously Tyrell Williams is uh I believe questionable for this week but taking it. right but yeah so, I mean
0: they were they were certainly a beneficiary of uh Antonio yes. Brown being released because now they get two number one wide receivers and and not just kind of like a, a mid-round guy that they drafted initially in Tyrell Williams too so, yeah, so
1: exactly I think the question for this team will be they've, they've got depth at running back so you know, Lindsay's a great guy to slot in during a flex week. Thielen, um, as we mentioned, I think can can probably only go up from here. Um, really, the only hole I would see on this team is at tight end. q um, has got a concussion, and um, Jared Cook has not been looking good. And yikes, uh, I don't think he's going to produce much without Drew Brees. So yeah. we'll see if they can try to maybe deal a QB for a tight end. But yeah, this is who I'm. I'm probably going to back over the next two weeks.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good pick. I would I would back that backing as well. Um, Will be interesting to see what happens with Jared Cook. I think he's currently projected at what nine. Um, The man looks like he can't catch the football. I've watched (laughs) like two, I think I think three total quarters or four total quarters of Saints football. And not only has he not been being targeted when he is targeted, he looks like he forgot how to play the game after (laughs) such a good year last year. Hopefully he will figure it out. And you can see it happening with, you know, Bridgewater leaning on a a tight end security blanket. Um, See, who am I backing? I am backing, and this is uh, not an obvious one, but I'm backing Alex Um Mm. I think that he started out, you know, a little bit on the, on the low side. Um, first with Antonio Brown pretty much not being a part of week one and then just kind of getting into a rhythm this week. Um, But I think that, you know, the man is 0-2, but I like his pieces. Um, You kind of hate DeeDee Westbrook with Gardner Minshew in there. He'll be fine. He'll, he'll He'll be a little bit better than his one point last week. But other than that, man, Aaron Jones looked like a bona fide superstar last week. Todd Gurley is, you know, maybe not 2018 Todd Gurley, but is still a very solid running back. Kyler Murray getting points there, and that's also without even really scoring um, yeah. very much. Uh, you'd, you'd love to see what he did if he started running and also scoring. Um, and then also, I mean, Antonio Brown, the best wide receiver on probably maybe maybe the first or second best offense in football, depends on where you rank the Chiefs or the Patriots right now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm seeing a little bounce back for Alex Lott in his future.
1: Good stuff, man. Good stuff. What uh, What's your hot take for week three coming up?
0: Um, so this is a hot take and this is a uh, one that my opponent um, and about to be married brother. He's not going to like it, um, mm-hmm. but I think that it's uh, it's in his future. And what I'm seeing is that um, going into week five, Connor Paws will be owned 4 for the mm. first time in his career. Um, you see, like we talked about, there's just some holes in his roster here. Um, and I think uh, there's a pretty glaring one at tight end. Um, Amari Cooper you know, has been steady, but not the value that Connor drafted him at. Um, and beyond that, he's obviously hurt by the um, uh, the Darius Geis injury. Um, but Chris Carson... Fumble man looks like he's been greasing his uh, his gloves with butter before games. Um, and then you know, I mean, of course he's got his staples, Julio and, and Tyler Boyd. But I think that my team, you know, for its holes that it has, is is fairly solid. And I think that I'll eke out a win against him. And then after that, I think he, I believe he has Jake Davis, um, who clearly has one of the one of the solid teams in the league. So I think that Connor will be leaning into Owen four on his way back from his honeymoon.
1: Oof, yeah. Well, I was about to say the, uh, the Blue Ribbon Award winner for, for this episode is none other than Connor Paws. He would be the happiest 0-4 owner in the history of Sunday's Finest because the man has a lot, a lot more important things to be doing uh, over the next two weeks. Connor, congrats on uh, the upcoming wedding. We're stoked for you, man. Mm-hmm. Um, even if your team does go 0-4, you're, you're going to be in good spirits, I'm sure. I uh, hope it's the best day of your life, bro. Uh, my, my honorable mention for the Blue Ribbon Award goes to uh, the combo of Derek Carr and Kyler Murray on the squad of one Alex Lott, who you just mentioned. Last week against Jackson, had Alex started Kyler Murray, instead of Derek Carr, the, uh, the game that he had with Jackson would have been an exact tie. 119.3 to 119.3. Derek Carr had <laughs> 9.7, and Kyler Murray had uh, 16.4. So if Alex had started Kyler, we would have had a tie, which, uh, Jason, as commissioner, I, I, I'm I not sure I know what – has there, have we ever had a tie since we've we, gone to decimal scoring?
0: We have not had a tie since we've gone to decimal scoring, but as per the Constitution, it would have been a tie. So that would wow. have been a first in league history <laughs> and a true – Truly worthy thing for a recipient of the uh, the, the Blue Ribbon Award. Indeed. Uh, why don't you
1: tell me your hot take for, for week three and maybe even week four? Yeah, man. My hot take for week three is that the lowest scoring game of the week is going to be the only matchup between undefeated teams. <laughs> I think Madison and Riley are going to have the lowest scoring game of the week, um, mostly because I think the injury bug is finally going to bite at Riley's squad, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Derrick Henry, uh, even Odell. None of these guys have uh, been healthy their whole careers. I think one of them probably bites the dust this week. I, obviously not wishing that on anybody, but um, it, it statistically is probably about that time. And then O.J. Howard putting up just a stinker um, last week. A zero bagel. points. A bagel. A true <laughs> yeah. bagel. Yeah, and then he's got Cam Newton and um, Curtis Samuel stack, but Cam might not even play this week. So yeah, man, not not looking great for his squad. And then uh, Madison, um, who I think we both feel is one of the better teams in the league, got a 2-0 start. But a nice look at the standings. will tell you that uh, Mr. Ladder has only scored 228 points, which is kind of middle of the pack. Um, he's uh, not had the, the easiest – pardon me, he's not had the most difficult schedule so far. And uh, if we take a look at his matchup this week, uh, diving into his team, Aaron Rodgers looked a little banged up to me as I was watching back highlights from uh, his game last week. Mm-hmm. the uh, The Cardinals threw the ball over forty times last week, so David Johnson is not quite getting the opportunities he once had. Um, you mentioned this, but the Pats just have so many options on their offense. Is James White going to do much? Juju is uh, definitely taking a hit with Big Ben being out. You know, I could go on here, but I think uh, I think this matchup could be a bit of a stinker, even though the two teams are, are two and O
0: would be disappointing for both of those guys who have had strong starts. Kudos to them. Um, we'll move on. Um, I think, uh, to, to an interesting part of the pod. This is one that I've been looking forward to. Um, I'm going to pose a question to you and just want you to answer me. So of the four two and O teams, uh, who is most likely to miss the playoffs in your humble opinion, Jake Nagy,
2: man, (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think that uh, I think that if you told me Steph would have started out 2-0, I would have definitely said Steph. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, his team looks good. So, yeah. I, I can't pick Steph. Um, obviously, I would hate to pick my own, my own team. And mm-hmm. um, ever since I've merged with Ryan and we've become co-owners, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Ryan is one of the best owners in this league. He's consistently put out teams that are fantastic. He talks <laughs> Talks me down from bad trades, and uh, he he gives good uh, input on just about every single move we make. So I'm, I'm yeah. He confident. is
0: the he is the shoulder angel, maybe of the <laughs> duo that is you two.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, I, I I don't know what I provide to Ryan, but uh, Ryan <laughs> Ryan's about as consistent as they come in fantasy. So I'm, I'm feeling good about our playoff hopes. So it's got to be one of the two teams I just mentioned, Riley and Madison <laughs> playing each other this week. Probably whoever loses this week because somebody starting off 3-0, it's not super likely they're going to miss the playoffs. And I'd have to say that actually Madison's team is more likely to lose. I, unless Riley does get an injury, I think he's, he's got the, better, the better, uh, better lineup going into this week. So I'm going to say Madison is the team who misses the playoffs even though he started off 2-0. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. I think I'm going to have to take the opposite into this one. Um, and I mean, it's, it's hard because I think like you said on its face, um, I would say that, you know, I'd favor Riley this week in the matchup and probably as his team overall, but as we've talked about, you know, there's, there's, there could be injuries around the corner. Um, the thing I'm worried about here is, you know, no quarterback really. I mean, like Cam's been walking around in a boot like, that doesn't seem like he could be playing this week or even maybe next week, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you see that happen, and then all of a sudden Curtis Samuel loses value. Um, and, I mean, yeah, Leonard Fournette is projected at 16.7, but the guy's ceiling just doesn't seem super high. Yeah. Um, with Gardner Minshew under center, and obviously Nick Foles is gone. It's so just an offense that could be kind of stuck in the mud. Um, And then you see O.J. Howard, Um, Bruce Arians called him out and said that he needed him to work harder. So, I mean, maybe the guy, you know, turns the season around because he's obviously an amazing talent. But it's been a long time since I've seen a person who's going to be a focal point of an offense come in and have four catches the first game and then zero catches the next game. Um, Small sample size, of course, but, you know, it's Bruce Arians first two games in charge. And I I could see uh, O.J. Howard. Um, end up honestly being uh being droppable
1: at some point. Um, yikes. <laughs>
0: um, you know, that might be a bit of a I'm hot okay take.
1: I'm okay with it. That means Godwin's Godwin's probably doing pretty pretty well. So, yeah, yeah man, I mean, I like that take.
0: Yeah, so I, I think uh Riley is my pick for the two and oh teams to miss the playoffs. Um, Follow that up with the reverse end of that. Um, who would you say of the four 0-2 teams is most likely to turn it around and make it to the playoffs?
1: Woof, do I have to choose one? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I think it's that uh, bad down there? <laughs> well, here's my thought. Andrew, uh, Chase, and Connor are each playing, um, I think, three of the four highest scoring teams in the league so far. So. When you're sitting at the bottom and you got a tough matchup going into week three, um it doesn't doesn't bode well. I think I think I would, I'm gonna have to say Alex. Um and that may feel like the obvious choice, but uh yeah man, Jones turned it on last week. Gurley his usage is gonna be hard to guess week in, week out, but I mean the guy's still got elite talent. Kyler is the air raid is here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the guy's slinging down the field, and I feel like, man. Talked about this with Velance. Stefan Diggs is probably he's got the production just gotta increase at some point, man. He's only got three catches through through two weeks. That that's not gonna carry on for, for sixteen games. So yeah, I'd have to say Alex probably is the O and two team that that's most likely to turn it around.
0: Yeah, I think I mean, obviously I picked him earlier in the pod and, and, and backed him and I could I yeah. could easily see be, see him ending up being the guy. Um, The thing that you got to worry about with Alex is, is he'll go rogue and and fire sale his team at at any (laughs) moment in the season. And um, I think, you know, uh, over, over the course of a few years of sample size, we haven't seen that turn out super well for Alex all the time. Um, And also there, uh, there might be legal trouble looming for Mr. Antonio Brown sometime. True. Uh, maybe not in the near future, but could be, you know, midseason, late season, who knows? Um, so I'm actually going to to lean into um, a surprise pick, and I'll say Andrew Fry is most likely to turn it around. Um, you look at the team, and, you know, I, I think that, that people kind of gave him crap for the Royce Freeman pick, but Royce Freeman has kind of, you know, been a viable RB2 in our league so far. And then outside of that, like like it's you're gonna play roulette a little bit with with the uh, Patriots pass catchers, but I think that um uh, you know he's got some pieces to make a make a solid trade. It's just a question of will he you know like will he come to a point like where he like gets good value for his guys because he has like I mean right now five startable wide receivers between yeah. Keenan Allen, Julian Edelman, DJ Moore, Christian Kirk, and then even Jamison Crowder is pretty much a viable flex in our league. Um, especially when Sam Darnold comes back, so yep. so I like Andrew to actually kind of write the ship and maybe uh, package some guys for somebody who's a little bit desperate, maybe a little bit later on, and um, uh, uh, end up uh, go, getting that seven and six and sneaking in for his first playoff appearance.
1: Honestly, man, I I you've convinced me. I, I can see it happening. Um, yeah, dude. Especially like you mentioned that wide receiver depth. He he really does. I think he's a mover two away. And we talked about this during the preseason, um, the season preview. I think he's a move or two away from being a much better team. And uh, if I were Andrew, I'd be be working the phones this week, giving people a call, um, as he he advocated for. Um, and honestly, I I will say one 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 piece of this team. If I were Andrew, uh, that I think he's got to shore up is is tight end. Um, right now, he's currently looking at Jordan Reed, who uh, may not know what planet he's on because of the amount of concussions he's had. And he <laughs> Hasn't taken a snap yet this season. And oh, yeah. uh, Hunter Henry, who doesn't have knees. So um, if I were him, I would be out trying to pick somebody up on waivers who has both an active brain and active knees. Uh, yeah. That would be yeah. helpful. He's, he does have Mike Jacecki. Um, so he's got three um, tight ends on his lineup. But
0: <laughs> but let's be real. <laughs> Mike Jacecki, not nah, chief. That ain't it.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> tight end I don't hope...
0: The worst offense in football? No, thank you.
1: The, uh, the um, Dolphins may not be uh, beating some XFL teams if uh, that league had, had already been started. So,
0: Can we get uh, some promotion relegation maybe with seriously,
1: XFL? Because, seriously, seriously. Uh, it could happen. Norwich City could probably beat the Dolphins in a game of American football right now. So, that,
0: I, I appreciate that reference, but it will probably not land very well with 80% of the, the league right. who doesn't enjoy the wonderful gift that is soccer.
1: You know, if any, of you, if any of you can tell us without Googling what the, uh, the mascot of Norwich City is and what their color scheme is, uh, you will receive a, a shout-out on the next pod. Color, color scheme and the, uh, the mascot, you'll get yourself a shout-out. Uh, with that being said, we are going to uh, go ahead and go to our next segment of the pod, and that is an interview with Mr. Hashtag Secure the Bag, Stefan Albiero.
0: Welcome to the pod, Stefan Albiero. How does it feel?
2: What's up, boys? It feels great. Very happy to, to be on here. Uh, I definitely got some smack to talk and some hot takes to make tonight, but very excited to be on. Thank you all for having me.
0: Very good. Glad to have you, man. So uh, the first question we have for you, um, not really related to, to playing fantasy football, but uh, so uh, how does it feel to not be a Rook anymore?
2: Oh, it feels great! It feels great. You know, I I feel you know fully entrenched in the league now. Now that we have two rooks, uh, you know, now I can kind of uh, divvy out uh, some of the hazing, so to speak. But no, it feels great. Uh, really glad to be a part of the league. It's it's the best league.
1: Sure is, bro. Sure is. Uh, now we're gonna we're gonna try to own up to our uh, our mistakes here, Mason. Here it is. Here it is. Number thirteen. <laughs> And you are sure. currently sitting at number two in the standings. Literally, the exact inverse of where we had you. So we're just gonna sit here and take it, bro.
2: You know, I, I've been waiting for this apology. <laughs> uh, you know, since the season started. So you know what? I'm I'm just gonna you know gracefully accept that apology uh, going forward. I hope I'm not as slept on could definitely see you know I, I agreed with some of your takes and I was you know a little sketched out on certain parts of the roster, but hey, it's fantasy football anything could happen and who knows by end of season I, I could be at the bottom there, but i'm never gonna <laughs> I'm never gonna plan on that and so far feeling feeling pretty good
1: yeah bro you got you got a lot of reasons too. Uh, your team is off to a great start. you have uh, the number one highest scoring non-qB player in fantasy football and Austin Eckler who' that's right. I was out here making hot takes that Justin Jackson was going to get more points. than Eckler. <laughs> oh, Dang. Yikes. So yeah, I mean, your team looks great. What, what's been the most exciting part of your, your two 0
2: start so far? Yeah, we well, just hit the, hit the nail on the head with one of them, which is Austin Eckler. And you know, it feels great because I got him very, very late. Uh, I think in our draft, you know, it's a guy yeah. that you don't have to spend a ton of capital on. So I feel great with that. Um, and I actually feel pretty good uh, after last year, you know something that I noticed about our league compared to to others that I've been in, which those others are nowhere near as great as Sunday's Finest.
0: Right, right. has course. been
2: has been you know the, how running back heavy this league is. So I went into this this year you know really trying to focus on running back. So I'm very happy with the kind of you know core running back group that I have in, in Eckler, uh, Damian Williams, and Marlon Mack. Uh, but now I'm actually feeling a little bit more excited. About Damian Williams with Shady potentially being hurt, but outside of that, man, I think I got—I uh, had a gut feeling about Mark Andrews, and you know, mm-hmm. I've been a long time, obviously a huge U of L fan, uh, watching Lamar Jackson. I knew he loves targeting the tight end in the red zone, so that, and that's why I took him. And I knew he was a guy I could get yeah. pretty late. I, I definitely didn't expect him to be where he's at now. I mean, right, most most targeted tight end in the league. Uh, in the entire NFL right now. So that's, I definitely don't think it's sustainable, but definitely mm-hmm. feeling pretty good with, with that one. And, I, again, I didn't feel like I burned too much draft capital with him either.
1: Yeah, dude. I, I was listening back to the draft recap or the uh, season preview pod, and as, as bad as my take was about um, Austin Eckler having less points than Justin Jackson, I believe Mason said verbatim of your team that I've watched Lamar Jackson throw the football – And so obviously Mark (laughs) is not going to score very much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that that is one I would like to take back because my goodness, he looks like he's been shot out of a cannon and you're reaping the benefits. And and it's interesting, honestly, like what you said, Steph about how like you remember from Lamar Jackson's uh, Louisville days that he targets the tight end in the red zone. It's like, that's some like next level film study that <laughs> I didn't have. Like I, sure I had have. no idea about that. And you acted on that and, and you're reaping the reward now.
2: Yeah, it feels pretty good. Uh, I remember watching, you know, every, every Saturday, uh, during his Heisman run, he made like Cole Hicatini, who was one of the tight ends at UofL. He was like one of the top in the country. And it was purely just because Lamar was hitting him in the red zone every time.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's <laughs> very good. Um, So, uh, before we move on with another question, I just want to ask, we've touched on some of the parts of your team, um, but I guess, uh, like, can you give me just a little bit, like, how you're feeling going forward? Well, who are you excited about? Who are you worried about? Any other thoughts you have on your team? Yeah,
2: so... um... You know, I'm still kind of waiting for Adams to get to where he was last year. Uh, We know that touchdown rate that he was on last year, I think he was literally at like one a game or like .9 touchdowns a game uh, last season. So I'm I'm kind of waiting for Green Bay to kind of get it together. I mean, new coach, new system. I'm sure there's some woes there. But, um, yeah, he's definitely a step in the right direction with last weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a little disappointed on Will Fuller. Uh, He's really made his – most of his points from scoring touchdowns and he has none this year. So that's what I am kind of sweating on. Um, I thought Robbie Anderson was going to be a lot better, uh, but the jets are just kind of crumbling. Right. As, yeah. As and some of that's, some of us. that's because
0: yeah. of Sam Darnold too. I mean, like he can't really like predict that. Right. I mean, him being out with mono and everything keep going though.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, um, I think that's really it. Uh, everything else I feel pretty good about, um, I really do like more Mack. He's a guy that I've gotten a lot of. uh, He's been in some different trade talks as either, you know, a piece or folks that are just looking for more running backs. Uh, He's come up in a lot of different trade talks that I've had, um, which has honestly made me want to keep him even a little bit more. So I'm excited for him. I think the Colts O-line, you know, is one of the best out there. I know this weekend was a little bit rough, but, you know, we see him rip off, you know, a 60-yard touchdown run uh, in week one. That, that gave me some confidence to, to roll him yeah. out. But, uh, yeah, very, very, like, happily surprised with um, how everything's turned out so far.
1: Yeah, dude. And you've got uh, the number six wide receiver through two weeks sitting on your bench, DJ Shark. I, I, I think that's one of the most interesting things early on in the season, too, is just which of these guys are off to a crazy start and are going to fizzle out? And which of these guys are somebody we were all sleeping on? And honestly, man, like Gardner Minshew, we, nobody's watching these preseason games thinking about who the backup quarterback is connecting with. But from what I've been right. and reading about, sounds like he really has a connection with Shark. And through two games, the guy's got, I think, 11 catches, almost 200 yards, and a touchdown in each game. So... I mean, yeah, bro, Fuller's a disappointment. You've got a guy who's sitting on your bench who could probably, if he proves himself and is consistent again this week, slot in pretty nicely, and you've got, you've got quite a squad, dude. We're, we're very impressed, very impressed. Yeah, man, well, mm-hmm. well thank
2: you. I, uh, we'll see if Chark ends up making the lineup this week. You know, if Damian Williams remains questionable, we might see Chark make an appearance in that starting lineup against, uh, against my honorable opponent, Andrew Fry, this weekend. Mm. I'm sure Andrew is
0: uh is uh, shaking in his boots at the thought of uh of facing DJ Shark. I know I would be at this point.
2: Yeah. Baby Shark.
0: That's right, yeah. That's good. Maybe a maybe a team name change in the future, Baby Shark. Yeah. I mean potentially. We'll
2: see. I don't know if the uh I gotta I gotta build the brand reputation for secure the bag right now. Yeah, I haven't really done it so justice far. yet. So hopefully I can get a bag this year.
1: Very Fair. good. Fair. All right, bro. Well, uh, we were wrong on you. Uh, we're wrong on your squad. Who do you think is uh, another team that we were, we got wrong in our rankings from uh, the season preview? And what is one team that you think we ranked correctly?
2: All right, so I don't want to throw out too much shade, okay? But I just came off of a, a very easy victory on the guy that I'm about to call out here, Chase Darst. You know it had to be him. <laughs> You know, it had to be him. Uh, So Chase, yeah, you guys had him at number five. Um, After talking to him this weekend, you know, we were kind of like live texting uh, towards, you know, the later half of Sunday. And he, the guy's just totally defeated. You can see, you know, in our group messages, you know, he's going full negative. Like, hey, I'm tanking this year uh and so you know yes it's the recency bias i think he could you know if he fights and claws his way back yeah he could be uh an interesting uh you know placement at the end of the year i don't necessarily dislike his roster uh but i think that's one that uh we may see him remain at the bottom uh he seems pretty defeated right now yeah, I yeah you hate
0: to you hate to see it when uh, a <laughs> when a guy says he wants to fire sale his whole team after the second week, but Chase certainly has reason to be uh, a little frustrated.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We, we, uh, I think we had Chase ranked at number five and he's currently sitting at number 13 where we had you slotted in it. So that's definitely one we didn't get right. I will say that, uh, I, I think I saw, I saw some concern in his team uh, before the start of the season that's kind of popped up, but Chase has also had a bite from the injury bug a bit. He, he hasn't Mm -hmm. had a whole lot of breaks going his way. So yeah, hopefully chase for your sake, man, you, you can, can catch a break uh, as the season progresses.
2: Yeah. He's definitely had some uh, rough luck, um, you know, with guys like, you know, Tariq Cohen was somebody that like everybody was looking at early and he's kind of just, you know, disappeared a little bit and then yeah the injuries with Alshon and that was such a weird uh way that it went down on Sunday night football it was just like that we didn't really hear you know like a headline I didn't get an ESPN notification didn't really see much about it didn't even know that Alshon just wasn't even in the game uh I don't know if he maybe got hurt within like the first couple snaps or what but uh yeah you hate to see that you know a a win over a guy who had a guy with a zero you know I don't feel great about that win kind of just felt like he gave that one to me
0: right what about uh, what's one team you think that we got right in the rankings?
2: Yeah, so I think one you guys got right and you know, I'm looking at it from you know the here and now so just looking at the current uh, teams and current lineup. Uh, I think Madison Ladder uh, has a very very solid roster and you guys had him at number two. Uh, I think he's sitting right now uh, just tied with everybody at, at two and0. I think there's about four guys that are at two and0 right now. Um, and I really like his roster. I think it's actually going to get better, uh, as time goes on, you know, he's going to get golden tape back. Um, I was eyeing him earlier today thinking about, Hey, when he comes back, he'll be a great receiving option. So I think, um, you know, even with maybe Juju taking a hit with the big Ben injury, mm-hmm. uh, I really do think that, that Madison, you know, he's had a fairly good team for a while, has a great keeper in David Johnson. I love David Johnson. So, um, uh, and, and he's been playing the waivers pretty well, right? Getting, um, some guys like DK Metcalf, that sort of thing. So, yeah, think, uh, you know, I think Madison's, Yeah, you guys had him right. Uh, I don't know if he can stay at number two for the rest of the season. I think he does have a, a somewhat of a depth problem, especially at running back uh, with his other guys, you know, outside of David Johnson and James White uh, is Jalen Rashard and Mike Davis. And right. so either of those are really exciting. So he might have some mm-hmm. running back depth, but, you know, that's always something that you can kind of shore up with waivers and trades.
0: Yeah. We could see it happen. Um, it's interesting that you say that because uh, um, I've I've already talked about uh, on the pod about how I think that Madison is due for a bit of a downturn um, mm-hmm. because of some of the the changes on uh, his roster with uh, with Juju and then also maybe James White seeing a little bit less usage in the passing game for the Pats. Um, but yeah, I mean I could still definitely see. Um, he's, st- he's still got solid pieces, and he could piece it together. Um, so we'll see who's right on that one.
1: Yeah, my, uh, Steph, my hot take uh, for this week, um, we talked about this earlier on the show, but uh, my hot take for the week is that there's only one uh, matchup of teams 2-0 and going up against each other, and that is uh, Madison and Riley uh, are both 2-0. and I think that might be the lowest scoring game of the week because he's got Juju <laughs> trending down. David Johnson um, is a stud, but he's not. They they ran the ball like ten times, passed it forty times, and then Riley is also two and zero. But I think the injury bug is uh, finally gonna gonna hit him. So we'll see, man. Uh, I definitely think Madison's got a, a great team, but it could go either way. You'd certainly rather be two and zero, knowing your team could go either way though. So either way, not 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 bad for Mr. Ladder. <laughs>
0: um yeah so moving on um you're going up against uh andrew our uh resident uh last place finisher from last year um this week uh what are your thoughts on the matchup
2: oh i feel great i feel great i already (laughs) i I mean i'm pretty much three and oh so well uh not no I'm, i'm you know throwing out hot ones right here but uh no i actually do feel very confident and um, yeah you know, one yes because you know, we've had like Eckler and Andrews and what we've talked about on my roster but looking at his roster too I mean you know I'm not really scared looking at uh, Jordan Reed or DJ Moore um, yeah you know, I do think you know, he has a few guys that could be uh, a little bit sneaky, um, especially uh, I think Royce Freeman is is slowly kind of stepping yeah. his way up. Yeah. Um, and Ke- Keenan Allen does scare me a little bit. Um, but I really I'm not really scared of Edelman. Um, uh, not scared of DJ Moore. Uh and then, you know, the Browns, which I think we'll talk about a little bit later. But, you know, I Baker doesn't scare me as a matchup. As much as I love the big show, uh, not too scared of him in fantasy.
0: Yeah, and he's going up against the Rams this week, which is just a nightmare for um passers, have Aaron Aaron Donald running into your face pretty much every other play um other than that he's got some decent mashups across the board but i think like you're right you know julian edelman it's kind of just like roulette as to who's gonna be the new england pass catcher who pops off in any given week because there's just so many of them and he basically doesn't have a tight end on his roster at this point <laughs> so yeah i i think that i would probably lean towards picking you
2: if i was i was forced to it's good to hear you know uh you know, and if, if, you know, Cam was healthy and, and, you know, prime condition, um, I really do like DJ Moore. I think he's really good as a player. Um, but just, you know, depends on who's throwing the ball, right. That's always Mm -hmm. wide receivers depend on, um, but we'll see, you know, it's fantasy. Anything could happen. Crazy stuff could, could pop off, but I'm feeling very confident as of right now. And especially, you know, with his pedigree from last season, I feel very confident.
1: I think the thing with Andrew, uh, his first running back he drafted was in the seventh round, which was Royce Freeman. And I'm looking at his team, and I'm like, man, Keenan Allen, Julian Edelman, DJ Moore, all good. He's got Christian Kirk sitting on his bench, which the guy scored, I think, like 17. and He was great. Yeah, he's been good, but you can't get him in the lineup because he's got a, a lot of solid wide receivers. But, dude, his running backs have just been brutal, so... Uh, we'll see maybe he makes a move before your matchup and things look a little bit different but uh, you mentioned your boy baker mayfield bro tell us tell us about your browns uh what what how you feeling about him right about now
2: so okay the one in one browns uh you know i I think what we're finding is you know obviously they were overhyped i think everyone kind of saw that uh that was going to be something that happened but i think even the browns internally kind of sort of believing their own hype and you know you look at lamar jackson Making such a huge jump from his rookie season to what we've seen so far uh, in his second year, you know, I would love to see Baker take that same jump. But you know, I just have the feeling that, you know, whereas Lamar Jackson kind of you know put his head down and say, "Hey, I know what I need to work on," um, you know, Baker had kind of a uh, you know he sniffed success a little bit, and <laughs> so I think he kind of felt like, "Hey, like I'm in a good spot. Maybe I don't need to put my head down and work as hard." And then uh, I know he got married this offseason. Baker did. Uh, congratulations, Baker, if you're listening. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, you see him on so many commercials and, like, doing all these sponsorships. I feel like, you know, Baker right now is just trying to really profit off his career and not really focus on playing well, uh, at least as much as he should. You know, mm-hmm. we saw some of these passes that he's making that, you know, I, I think he just read into the hype a little bit too much where right. I mean, he's trying to force it, especially in week one against the Titans. Like, some of those passes that he was trying to force – in the fourth quarter when they were down, you could tell he just, you know, he, he saw some of those coverages. He was like, oh, I can squeeze it in there. And it's like, man, you're, you're good, but you're not that good, you know? So I think he's he's kind of learning that too. I think, you know, give him a couple weeks to settle in. Hopefully the Rams don't beat the brakes off of him uh, this week. Uh, I don't feel confident about playing the Rams uh, as a whole, but I do think the Browns are going to be, um, you know, if not winning the AFC North, uh, I think they can be fighting for a wild card
0: yeah i mean an afc north championship for the browns that could be called a hot take right now as good <laughs> as the Ravens look um but I I, I I tend to agree with you you know they're kind of reading into their own hype a little bit too much and it's going to take a couple of games to bring them back down to earth and then they'll be okay they'll be they'll be just fine um, yeah
2: i, think, I don't want to read into that game last night too much or they because yeah. you know, of the jets but it's a really depleted
0: Jets squad yeah
2: absolutely absolutely you feel for the jets fan base right now, but you know, seeing, seeing Odell take one to the house uh, was was really fun to watch as a Browns fan. We haven't had just that sweet. in a while. Yeah, yeah that was man. classic Odell.
1: I, uh, I will say that uh, if Baker had spent maybe a little less time doing the Hulu commercials um, <laughs> and making comments about Daniel Jones and just put his head down and played, I, I will get quite a kick this week if uh, Daniel Jones comes out and gets a W in his first game for the Giants and Baker gets whooped by the Rams. There, there's, there's a small but realistic window in which that could happen, and I'd, I'd be really here for uh, the Colin Coward hot take on, uh, <laughs> on that whole situation. Of so, course. All right, Steph, we're going to move into the, the real important part of this interview. Um, That's right. And that is, firstly, your two favorite types of potato, uh, waffle fries, tots, standard fries, curly fries, shoestring, crinkle cut, steak, sweet potato, Potato wedges and smiley fries are what we've got on the board. Steph, what are your two Answer wisely.
2: Answer wisely. So, all right, there's a lot of different ways we could take this. And, you know, I didn't have a ton uh, in mind in terms of what was my criteria in rating these fries. Now, I'm not going to say that, you know, the ones that, that aren't in my top tier here, which are the two I think that are, to me, uh, head and shoulders above the rest. And those are obviously, obviously steak fries. Obviously steak oh, fries wow. are in the top two. I think they're in the top two, no question. <laughs> wow. Now, now, now the other one for me, I think most would also agree on this one, is waffle fries. Mm. Uh, and to me, those are my top two. I, I think we can all agree. Smiley's, they have their place, but they're just not in that top tier Um, curly fries you know they're a sleeper in my opinion for sure Uh, but i gotta put steak and waffle fries at the top too but uh what do you all think well
1: uh i think uh mason i will reveal the final potato rankings and our own personal preferences at uh the end of the season pod but i will say i think steak fries is a hot take dude that is really it's It's not one that i've heard a lot of yeah yeah
2: yeah you know i i may have um some unorthodox dietary preferences <laughs> but you know i think steak fries you know if you have a plate of steak fries in front of you you're not going to be upset yeah i, mean, I think Red i Robert. think you're right about that i think
0: that <laughs> any of those plates wouldn't make me upset yeah. um and you know as for a man who's making his own way in the fantasy world doesn't surprise me that he's making his own way in um uh, fry preferences
2: as well yes. amazing amazing segue there yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah um, I think uh, we're, we're almost uh, up for time, but we do have a lightning round set up for you. Just a handful of questions. Um, Let's do it. Jake, you want to go back and forth? I can start with the first question. Let's do it. All right. Sounds good. Stefan Albiero, What is your favorite day of the week?
2: Uh, I'll go Sunday. Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. Uh, and I'll, yeah, that's when football's on.
1: Dang right. And those, those uh, in no particular order, is, is that the two reasons why you love, why you love Sunday? Uh, yes. <laughs> favorite city in the U.S. beside the one you live in?
2: Um, you know, I really love Los Angeles. Honestly, I know that's probably uh, not a hot take whatsoever, but I'll actually be there uh, at the end of September here going to see a buddy. Uh, so, yeah, I love L.A. I love getting out there. Um, just completely different vibe than where I live.
0: Awesome, love dude. it, love it, love it. All right, we'll go, we'll go rapid fire now. Yeah. Let's do. Uh, <laughs> would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals?
2: Uh, speak every language in the world purely because I have a side of my family that I really can't communicate that well with because they only know Portuguese. <laughs>
0: good answer,
1: good answer.
2: All right, bro, on a scale of 1 to 10, how good of a driver are you? 10, no
1: question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is blank.
2: A thotty. invisibility invisibility or super strength Ooh, uh give me invisibility give me invisibility so many more options nice first celebrity crush uh topanga she was my uh she was like my first phone first uh, smartphone i got she was my screensaver heck yeah that's a that's a
0: good one that's a blast from the past did
2: not have a girlfriend so i just kind of had her fill in nice
1: Nice, bro. If you could travel back in time, what period of time would you go to? Oh
2: man, uh, are we talking in the past? Yes. Yep. Uh, in the past, man. Give me. Give me. Okay. So I've recently been on a huge kick of, uh, you know, space exploration, and I was been watching a lot of documentaries on the moon landing. So I would love to have been kind of that late '60s era uh, when you have like you know Woodstock and like you know the great rock and roll age plus. You know, a lot of technological advances. I think that's a great time period, especially in America. Very
0: good time period. And then here, last and probably most importantly, do the Cleveland Browns make the playoffs?
2: Hundred percent, no question. Very
0: good. All right, well, you have it here um, from our um, one of our more recent ads from the league and also a, uh, a, a recent um, engagee. Um, congrats on the engagement as well. We know that you're doing that just to be able to try and win a championship.
2: <laughs> Dang it, you guys caught me again. <laughs> um, of course. No, well, thank you guys so much for having me on. Yeah, really appreciate it. I had a really fun time recording this. And uh, Andrew... Yo, know, best of luck to you this weekend. May the best lineup win. Uh, and hopefully we, I should get a, get a nice uh, bag security this year.
1: Mm, there it is. You heard it uh, from Stefan Albiero. Hashtag secure the bag. Dude, maybe it should be hashtag secure the shark. I don't know. That could be <laughs> a, a combo of uh, old and new for your team name. But, uh, yeah, dude, thanks for coming on the pod. We will be back in two weeks. Uh, we will be back uh, two weeks from now we will be four games into the season things will really be solidifying quite a bit more one third of the way through the regular season for Sunday's finest Uh, boys feel free to uh, hit us in the Instagram inbox with any questions you want us to discuss uh, during the pod and Mm -hmm. uh, other than that we will see you in two weeks
0: right. peace peace Saturday night